Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing to help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. Michael, we are at the uh, halfway mark in the MLB season. As I as I said to you, it's a cultural halfway mark, not maybe the literal halfway mark. Spiritual, not statistical. <laughs> yes, I guess. Yes, we played more games than last year. You know, the the biggest baseball news of the week is obviously uh, a huge number of everybody's number one pick is out for the rest of the year, right? Yeah, and it, and probably the start of next year. I mean. ACLs are slightly different in baseball than than basketball. Okay, so we're talking about Ronald Acuna Jr. had ACL surgery this past, I mean, yesterday or something, like very recently. He's going to be out. Basketball, that's a year. Baseball, maybe I don't know. maybe less than a year. But I mean, well, if he's an AL, he might be back as a DH. I mean, there's a legitimate <laughs> question about whether he makes the start of next season. Yeah. I mean, I think we, I think we can safely bet Bach. I think we can safely say that he will not be the number one pick next year. <laughs> no, no, he can't be. He won't be uh, top five. If you, okay, we're zooming ahead to next year with exactly <laughs> the information that we have right now. What pick number does Acuna go? Like you, you're picking your next year's team today. None. It's a redraft league completely. Yeah, complete redraft. I am, I am drafting for next year today yep. wow that would be almost like there was a mlb draft of some kind yesterday <laughs> we're just glossing right over um let's see where would he get picked yeah i mean probably like the 10th round or something like that wow no 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 people are still gonna pick him people are still gonna pick him early i don't think he slides more than three rounds because even even three quarters of an acuna season which is which is probably what you'll get next year is more valuable than your average than your random fourth fifth round pick i think okay so who is then who's the guy where where's the where's the guy where you're thinking like okay i'd rather have half to two-thirds of a season of him than this guy is it like whit merrifield at pick number 40 Oh, that's okay. All right, so maybe my maybe it is off once I start throwing names because Whit Merrifield see, who was Cunha. You saying number forty? I'm saying okay. I said number one hundred. Let me see. It's like Alec Baum was one hundred three. Well, obviously you're gonna take Acuna over Alec Baum if you're if you're, are you? Yes, yes. Rysel Iglesias, Dansby Swanson. Take him over Dansby Swanson. Come on. Okay, Eddie Rosario at eighty seven. Kyle Hendricks at 77. Or I think this is where it starts getting interesting. So in the 60 range. Okay. Like, okay, listen to this. 60 was Nelson Cruz. 61 was J.D. Martinez. 62 was Josh Hader. 63 was Nick Castellanos. I can never say his name. Castellanos. Castellanos. Corbin Burns. Liam Hendricks. Paul Goldschmidt. 
Kettle Marte. I would say somewhere in this 60 range, you probably would say to yourself, if you don't like one of those guys that's on the board, I, these are the kind of guys that it's like, there's someone who's like waiting for Charlie Blackman at 69. <laughs> and there's someone yep. who's sitting at 69 being like, do I really have to draft Charlie Blackman here? <clears throat> so yeah, probably 60. So the six round in a 10 team, fifth round, um, yeah, six round in a 12 team, seventh round in a um, in a 10 team. Someone's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go get Acuna here. Michael, were they greasing the telephone poles and um, getting the riot gear out in, in the UK? Uh, not Certainly not, not Nedbra. Uh, it's a little, it's mi- mixed mood here, you know, some, because you, you got 50% totally thrilled that England loses and 50% yeah. that's from England and is sad. <laughs> so it's basically the yeah. it's basically I think roughly the mixture in the in the city here. Uh yeah, so England loses a, a heartbreaker on um what it what has been called by the, the newspapers a heartbreaker on penalties last night. Uh felt inevitable to me at the start of the second half to you three weeks ago when we started picking and Italy was the only team that was successful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was ice cold in picking the Euros uh, most of the way through, except every time that I picked Italy, they they won, and they 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 did what I they did what I said. I was always like, I don't want Italy to win, but they keep winning. Italy and Spain, and then it was like, well, one of the two of them is going to go through. Whoever wins is going to win. It was I I just it just felt that way, like whoever was going to win that was was going to win. I guess unless it was Denmark. If Denmark was in that final, oh my, wow. There just everything would have been going for them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The the biggest nobody believes in us moment yeah. <laughs> ever. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in enjoyable, an enjoyable high-stakes match. It's always, I, I do think it's fun to watch a good, there should be at least one super high-stakes match a year, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, d- I never like it ending on penalties. I mean, at least there wasn't. I, I said to a uh, the friend who is a England supporter, I said, "Well, at least your best player didn't headbutt someone in the middle of the game." It is true. It is. That, you know, that, you're right. <laughs> All right. You want to talk NBA finals? I just want to just point out the fact that I don't think we have discussed the NBA Finals, and I thought we were doing great because we're on the Suns, <laughs> and and the Suns were up 2-0 and then got a drubbing last night. Mm-hmm. What's your What's your take on this? I still feel I still feel like the Suns are going to win it. I, I do too. I what is it? The expression the series doesn't start till the home team home team yeah. loses. I. You've got two games in a row that Giannis has looked really good, and the difference was that he was in Milwaukee and played really well, and some of his teammates played pretty well with him. Phoenix is clearly the better team. Yeah, yeah. Giannis is clearly the best player. I'm not even sure who I'm actually... I mean, I think the Suns are going to win. I'm not even sure who I'm pulling for. <laughs> I, You know, I've had that the same way. I sort of actually want the Bucks to win I thought I was, a little bit. I thought I was pulling for the Bucks, but then I was like... Oh, the Suns could win it. That'd be pretty cool if the Suns won. It'd be fine. They've never won it before. Yeah, exactly. They lost two finals. <laughs> I was joking. I, you know, I don't really want the Bucks to win each year, but you know, once every fifty years is the right 
periodicity of them winning an NBA Finals feels like. Appropriate cadence. Yeah, sure. Fair yeah. enough. Well, okay, let's uh, let's check in on how our, how our lineups are doing. And we, you know, we already talked about Acuna a little bit, but we have an acute, we can discuss that acutely, and then we'll talk about some just overarching observations current of what's actually happening in, in the lineup lists. So this is freshly updated. Uh, I haven't even fully looked at all of these, although I looked late last week. Um, was the most recent update. So we're going to kind of just experience this on the fly. You want to talk about Atlanta? We got to talk about Atlanta. High similarity score, meaning that they knew exactly what they wanted to do more or less with their lineup. And it started off with Acuna in the lead up, leadoff spot. So what happens there is going to be incredibly interesting. And we can try and look at this for a couple of predictions. So they used to go Acuna, then Freeman, would basically what they would do, then Marcelo Zuna, then Ozzy Albies, then Austin Riley, Dansby Swanson, and then junk to the to the end. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ozzy Albies. Don't Ozzy Albies is Ozzy Albies is gonna be third or fourth. So Don't call him junk. I didn't call him junk. <laughs> I said junk from you know in the seven, eight, nine spots. Oh, okay, fine. But obviously Atlanta what has are they gonna do here. What was that? What are they going to do here? I don't know. I mean, so the 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 best guess, they've had Swanson hit first a couple times, and then they've had Adrianza. Um, I think they might move Swanson up. I think that I think so, too. Where are they going to... So they're going to have Albies third? I think it'll go... My prediction, may as well do this, will be Swanson, Freeman... Albies, they'll probably put Austin Riley in fourth. And then I'm not sure what you do from there. You just kind of feel out the rest of your team. Yeah. Wow. That is rough. Losing Acuna in Ozuna is... It makes... makes that's really tough. Makes for a really, really big change. change. Yeah. Really yeah. big change to their lineup. Considering that they had relative regularity i mean they're going to plummet in this i guess my question is the thing that i'm going to watch out for is whether they trot out a few new lineups or whether they have one new lineup and they jump immediately back to high regularity and they stick to it yeah i think they will i i mean i think that you're right i think that they're going to go to dansby i would put albies first but he's not he's not quite a high enough on base percentage, I think is a problem. Like I like him; he's a pretty good hitter. He, but he's just not really got the highest on base percentage. Three twenty three. That's not gonna work for a leadoff. I mean, Dan, what is Dansby Swanson's? But does he maybe change his approach? But, well, that's oh, a good mean, point. but that's the thing is Swanson is. Let's see, what do we got for Dansby? Doesn't he? Isn't he allergic to walks? I thought he was, but isn't that what we learned about him? When on he, base is three oh two. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, twenty six walks this year. Atlanta just Atlanta just doesn't have a bona fide leadoff hitter on their team. Is this Adrian Adrianza your Adrianza? Yeah, Ihar, your former twin. Yeah. Okay. Always, always good when a team has a Twins cast off player that is going to have to be in a big role. You know, you know that's a good spot. 
Uh, let's let's jump to the bottom here and look at the teams with with low similarity. And I'm highlighting San Francisco a because we're going to talk about them in the review session, and b okay. because they are the team with the least similarity. Ooh, they're starting to get a little bit. But exactly, you yes. just you just found what I was thinking. It's, we're getting better. There's some similarity cropping up here in San Francisco. Just in time for Buster Posey to do his Buster Poseying and. <laughs> not show up for weeks at a time uh, maybe i mean okay so here, here's what we currently have as as their typical lineup this is what we list <laughs> uh lamont wade jr bats leadoff mike Ostramski, buster posey brandon belt brandon crawford but double brandon's okay, like that guys. wilmer flores steven duggar <laughs> jason vosler and johnny cueto in the in the pitching slot you know who's not in this lineup is dubon you know, it's funny. He is not. <laughs> so Wade Lamont, you know, Wade Lamont Jr. is an an interesting one here because he he's played in 29 games and the vast majority of those games he's let off. You got to love a name where you you switch the first and last name. You're like, I don't know which one's the last name, really. This could be Wade Lamont Jr. No, it's Lamont Wade Jr. Okay. Oh, look at this guy. This guy's a Twins cast off, too. Hey, there we go. Twins cast off. CBS in the, has him in a Twins twins hat, so very nice. In the leadoff spots. I mean, you can, if you look, if you look at the, the histograms of where the guys bat, you can see why this team has low similarity. It's just, they're just willing to bat everybody everywhere, except for Brandon Belt. <laughs> <laughs> it's Brandon Belt. Just can we just stick you right there? And, well, and and Mikey Stremski actually is is pretty relative. They're trying to make Mikey Stremski a thing, and I applaud them because I have him and him as well in both in both leagues that I'm in this. Oh, year. I didn't. And no. Okay. It's uh, not totally working, but uh, they keep trying, so that's great. I didn't realize you had him in both. I knew you had him in one. That's yeah. What was what was going through your head when you're like, this is good. I will get him second time in TGFBI. Because of what's happening, which is they're, they're trying to make him a thing. <laughs> and he, he's got a whole lot of leash, man. To, to save ourselves some of the boilerplate Giants discussion when we get to the review session, this is real, right? The Giants are, are actually producing. I mean, their run differential is enormous. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I feel like it is fake. I feel like it's like fake. I feel like it's fake this. too, but the stats don't bear that out. The stats say this is real. Like I feel like we're gonna have a rundown in October of like what we did over the season. We're gonna say like we wait, we dedicated like four minutes and then a review session to Giants players. <laughs> what were we thinking? But I well, it's an interesting point. It's an interesting time because they appear to be setting their lineup a little bit more. So it's worth keeping an eye out on what happens with the Giants lineup because if they if teams pivot to regularity if an irregular team pivots to irregularity that's a lot of information that you're getting that uh-huh. you can exploit in fantasy yeah Wade Lamont Lamont Wade <laughs> whatever whichever direction that goes in, I, I don't know I, I guess he's he might be a pickup guys do you want to say anything about these other these other two teams here Tampa Bay and Milwaukee I mean any of these, all the teams below two on the similarity score are interesting, but I think Tampa Bay is particularly interesting because because they're an AL team, <laughs> so you should be spotting right. them extra. They should have a higher similarity score, and they keep on changing up their lineup. I mean, it is it is wild. They just you keep Tampa Bay more. Ooh. They they keep on. T- 
how much more Tampa Bay could they be? Not, <laughs> not more Tampa Bay. I'll drop their, I'll drop their correlation in here. There's nothing. It's, it's still basically a random field. They're not. There's no, <laughs> no pivot towards regularity in Tampa Bay right now. Not a good move when Willie Adams is still listed here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it tells you, it tells you something about like just how insane their lineup spread is right now. Yeah. Sorry, Willie. Does Willie Adamas appear in the Milwaukee lineup too? Yes. That would he does. Good, does he? He's in both Tampa Bay's most typical lineup and Milwaukee's. <laughs> moved up to number six. Moved up to number six. Wow. Well, that tells you a little bit about Milwaukee too. It tells you something about both of those teams right next to each other. Oh, man. Luis Urias and Jackie Bradley Jr. What a 7-8 combo. So I guess I guess I've learned two things. One, I need to remove pitchers when computing the similarity score for the NL. And two, if a guy is no longer on a team, he needs to be removed. Maybe we should. You need to disallow all of those lineups because it's because it's not. Well, it depends on what the purpose of this is. And I I think of this as a forecasting tool. Like, sure, this is a collection of everything that's happened. But what we actually want to do with it is know what's going to happen in upcoming games. <laughs> and. Right. And if it's just still filled with guys that got traded, that's not helpful. It's well, I in some ways that I I get it a little bit more than the pitcher thing. Um, having Willie Adamas listed in Tampa Bay is like intuitively fine to me. I maybe I just need a maybe I just need a note like we just need like an asterisk like <laughs> this is this is no longer a valid Tampa Bay lineup. <laughs> <laughs> Error, error. I think that about brings us to the review session. Brandon Crawford. Well, let's just talk about those giants some more. Uh, Brandon Crawford, have to have to scroll a little way to get to his season stats. Been around the league a little bit here. Uh, <laughs> 79, 79 games so far this year. 49 runs eight on 18 home runs with 58 RBIs. Makes sense for where he's batting in the lineup. Seven stolen bases and a 289 average. And my key question for you is, is he actually driving some of San Francisco's success? I guess a little bit. I mean, it, isn't it interesting that they they kind of do as Brandon Crawford does? I don't know what to make of that. I mean, he's, he's batting sixth, right? Oh, typically. We just talked about this. Mm-hmm. How much of a difference can can your number six hitter make? Like philosophically speaking, do you think a do you think number six is like a spot that is a make or break spot for the team? No, I don't. I don't think anything after five matters. Exactly. So I guess it's it's a correlation is not causation kind of kind of deal here. Yeah, I mean, I was wondering if this is a rising tide lifts all boats. Like the guys ahead of him are hitting well, so. I think so. He does a little bit better. But I mean, look at his percentile rankings. They are off the charts this year. This is not like <laughs> Brandon Crawford's 34. All right. This is not what he does normally. I know. I remember like he was supposed to make a not a leap, but he was like a he was sort of like a, a sexy dark horse. Yeah. Um seven years ago? Was it twenty like twenty fourteen or something like yeah, that? Yeah, so I mean he had an all star season in twenty fifteen. And I think people thought that he was going to make even a bigger leap after that. Yeah. And then he did, did, never really did. He um he looks a little bigger than uh, <laughs> than I remembered him. He 
he looks like he switched into uh, he switched into a little bit bulkier time. I mean, gone are the days of legging out ten and eleven triples in a season, like he got in 2014, 2016, Right? Yeah. He's he's definitely not doing that. He's got one though this year. Good for him. Man, what a blah player. Um, is he really blah? I mean, I think I actually think this is a very this is a very interesting player. He's on track for over a hundred RBIs. Yeah, yeah, from shortstop. Not really, not really typical. Well, from a short from a shortstop that is was probably super cheap, and honestly, is probably still pretty cheap if you wanted to trade for him. So what if you wanted to, if you want had like Acuna and you wanted to trade him away, and um, you also needed to have it, you know, shore up your shortstop position, you take him back in a in a two for. That's one. a it's an interesting that's an interesting thought. Um, I'm just thinking that. If you are disenchanted with any of the guys that you picked ahead of him, because he didn't Brandon Crawford, I mean, what 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 was Brandon Crawford's overall draft? Is was he even drafted? He he's a he's a throw in for our list, so he wasn't in the original ranking list. Wow, he was picked five fifteen according to fantasy. Pros. I mean, this is a steal, <laughs> right? Like, I understand that you're saying that he's a blah player, but. This blah player picked at five fifteen is interesting. Yes, when when we're talking about rel- relative to his value, yeah, he's he actually is an interesting he is an interesting player, and I'm sure that he's um, helped a few teams that have found him on the waiver wire and been like, okay, all this this dog has fewer fleas than the guy next to him. <laughs> I it is amazing he's going to get above he's he's on pace for thirty three home runs, and he's he's going to. Hit more than thirty home runs this year, which is an. But I mean, is he? Because this is an anomalous thing. I mean, unless he's. I mean, because he's he's going to tear through his his career high of twenty one back in twenty fifteen. Pretty soon, yeah. But okay, another thing that I actually really like is that he's obviously durable. I mean, he's playing over a hundred. He's basically playing like one hundred and fifty games a season on average. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he look at that body. That body does not look like it goes fast. But he steals bases. I mean, that's jeez. He's in the I'm a ball player territory. Like I'm, I'm a ball player, guys. Don't worry but about he, it. But he he looks. I mean, he looks fine at shortstop. Mm-hmm. He's not. I mean, there's not. He's got pretty good position. Yeah, there's nothing that I think he's become a savvier player. You know, he he actually has Maybe. he actually has navigated the transition to to older baseball player pretty well yeah he has man i you know i think the fake is i feel like the 18 home runs i just watched a couple of home runs mm-hmm. and players on i think the home runs that could keep happening and usually sometimes there are these players that just get in the zone you know for a year and have that anomalous year the 289 doesn't seem real well that that seems <laughs> like that that is that's not gonna keep going. career average 252 <laughs> Yeah, OBP career average three nineteen is at three sixty four right now. Yeah, uh, it's not. Yeah, that's my biggest concern with him, and that's. I mean, he's a waiver wire player who I know that you you've probably even had on your team where it's just like oh, last three weeks. Yeah, he's been doing pretty good. I can fill a couple holes with him, get him on your team, and then it is he has a one for 30 week and you're like what happened to my average wow. oh brandon crawford well did. he must just be seeing the ball really well i mean if you look at his stat cast his barrel percentage is 16 percent, which is 
<laughs> like basically double his career, trip almost triple his career average <laughs> barrel percentage. He's just seeing the ball his really well. Percentage is ninety three percent. Yeah. Oh, he's in the ninety third percentile. But look at his whiff percentage. He's in the eighteenth percentile. <laughs> Swings hard. <laughs> Swings hard. Yeah. And he's connecting with them. So is that maybe this is like the, well, maybe he's one of the people that is going to do well with the change in the stickiness laws. Ah, <laughs> uh, could could do could do well. Um, interesting that his his similar batter comp is twenty seventeen JT Real Muto. It's not a bad comp. David Peralta, Austin Riley, Nick Hundley. How much does he regress to the mean, or does he? I um right. We need some sort of metric. I I think if I just answer that question, I think that he does not see a heavy reversion to the mean. I think that he's this is actually believable and trustworthy. All right. So if he was to regress the let's hear hear what his projected totals were for the season: sixty six runs, nineteen home runs, sixty seven RBIs. Four stolen bases and a 257. So here's what I'm going to say to you on to today's date. Let us average the um, on-pace number with the projected total. And you tell me if he's going to go over or under. Runs. He's on pace for 91. He was projected at 66. Your over-under is 78.5. Over. Home runs. On pace for 33. His projected total was 19. He's at 18. So the home run total is 26. Uh, it's got to be over. It would okay. be so cold the rest of the way. RBIs. Uh-huh. On pace for 108. Original projected was 67. 87.5. Ah, that's... Mm, I will go under on that. Oh, okay. Stolen bases. On pace for 13. Projected was 4. 8.5. He only has to steal two more bases. Mm-hmm. Over. He's got to steal two more. Average. On pace for 289. He's at 289 right now. Projected for 257. Can he hit 273? No. No, he's going to... He's going to... Yeah. That, that has to cool off. That's someone I... I'm going to lose... I'm going to lose to you on the home runs, I think. And... And average. I think I'm definitely going to lose to you on those. But I could see him doing 30. I could see him getting 29 home runs and having 95 RBIs. Though we did talk about the batting order fluctuation in this team. So if he all of a sudden is batting number two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think we can, I think we Sorry, can Mike. pretty confidently say they're He's not going to do that. Probably not. Wow. But this is, it is, so this is regression to the mean, right? The, the whole concept is that we're taking the forecasted yep. number and then we're saying, okay, well, if he regresses to the mean over the rest of the season and is the guy that was projected to do 66, 19, 67 at a 257 average. I like this. I like, I, I do like doing some regression to the mean activity. Maybe we'll have to do that as a, a larger, uh, larger activity. Yeah. All right. Who are we doing next week? Next week, we're going to talk about Didi Gregorius. DD. Oh, here he is. Okay. I like it. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. 
Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. All I've got left is, worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too. Yeah.